Welcome to Women of Substance. I'm so glad that you are here today with us. I have a very special guest, Reverend Cindy Black, and uh, she is a terrific minister and psalmist and just singer and soloist. I mean, she has the power of God all over her when she ministers. I've uh, known Cindy for probably 40 years and uh, really appreciated her ministry and her husband, her late husband, Bruce Black. He went on to be with the Lord in September. So now she is uh, pastoring their church. Um, she's a single pastor now. And it's Grace Point Church in Peachtree City, Georgia. Wonderful church. And I've been there myself several times and really, really enjoy it. Love their congregation and the the music and the uh, the ministry there is uh, re- highly, highly recommended. Um, you know, the thing about Cindy is that uh, she has served God all over the world. She's uh, she and Bruce traveled many, many, many years in, internationally and uh, then settled down and pastored after that, but still traveled. And she still does travel. In fact, she's going to be at a meeting that we're having here in Tampa uh, at our church, Grace Harvest, on April the 30th through May the 1st. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, and we're so excited that she's coming and that she's going to be able to minister and flow with the Spirit of God, which she does beautifully. She's a great friend. She's a wonder. She's been a wonderful wife to her husband of many, many years, and she's a great mom. And uh, I think you'll really enjoy this podcast. Well, I want to welcome you today to Women of Substance. Um, I'm so excited about my friend, Cindy Black. <laughs> Thank you for I'm excited to be here. Oh my Good. goodness. What a treat. Yay. Well, it is always with you around. It's all, so much fun. <laughs> and so this is Reverend Cindy Black. She pastors Grace Point Church in Peachtree City, Georgia, and, uh, as, as well as travels and ministers all over the world. And, uh, I read today, Cindy, I didn't, you know, I don't know all the details of your life and ministry. I know a lot about you because we've been friends for many, many years. But um, I, I read where you've been in, in 21 years of ministry, you went to 27 nations. That's quite a traveling Isn't- extravaganza to preach the gospel. <laughs> we had so much fun. We were so blessed and uh uh when we were younger, we traveled with, uh, Dr. Hagen, with Brother Hagen and, um, uh, with the Hagen family with Kenneth Hagen Ministries. And yeah. we're so blessed to be a, a part of that and so green. And it's, a, <laughs> it's amazing that they let us help them. I'm not sure we did help them all that much as much as they trained us, you know, so. <laughs> And I'm not sure we were done training. I think they just decided to let us go. <laughs> go, train, go get trained somewhere else. You know? But the Lord was so good to us. Uh, uh, we, we went on the road after leaving Brother Hagen and with hearts full of fire to go take the message of the gospel and the word of faith everywhere we went and, uh, saw um, God do things with his word. You know, the, the Bible says that, uh, he confirmed his word with signs yeah. following. And, and, you know, that's not just for 
Bruce and Cindy or or Dr. Scarlett and, and uh, Dr. Horton. That is for the body. Yes. And it's, it's amazing how when you take him at his word, yeah, he does that. Yeah. And yeah. um so thrilled, you know, to, to get to see God be God. And, and we had funny stories. We had more funny story. We, we just had funny stuff happen. To us. I don't know if we're those people, you know, <laughs> why, you know, but, but, uh, we always found something funny in everything that we did. You know, one time Bruce left me at a gas station in, in the middle of Texas. And, you know, I was in short shorts and had Arby spilt on my shirt and no makeup, you know, and, and it came back hours and hours and hours later. And we ended up being uh, on Paul Harvey because of it. And, and you know, preacher leaves his wife in Texas. Stay tuned for the rest of the story. You know, I, mean, it was well, I love that story, Cindy. Oh, oh my goodness. Funny. And what happened was that you had been asleep in the back of right. the vehicle yeah. and he got out to get gas and you got out to go to use the ladies room yeah. and he didn't know you had gotten yeah. out. And he left me, you know, just left me. And know. thought he, you were still yes. asleep. He thought I was asleep. And a long time. He, he went all the way. This was before Amarillo, Texas. And he was driving and I thought he'll never make it through Amarillo because I always did the directions. But I had been so mean to him. Like when he woke me up, I said, leave me alone. I was grumpy, grouchy, you know. But he did. He left me alone. <laughs> and he got all the way to, uh, Oh, we were going to New Mexico to Roxanne and David Swan's church and, uh, uh, almost to their, to the town and, uh, got there and realized he'd wake up, buddy, wake up. And then pulled over and was looking under the chairs, like, where is she? You know, and I realized I wasn't under the big blanket that was in the back. You know, I had this <laughs> in the back and realized I wasn't under there, but it was funny because when we got back, when he got back, there, I had found the one policeman in the town and yeah. he wouldn't take me anywhere, you know, but he said, I'll call Amarillo. And I thought, Oh my goodness. And, and uh, I finally, you know, back then I had no cell phone. It was time, you know, I finally called on the payphone to Roxanne Swan and just happened to know where I was going, which a lot of times, you know, I knew we we're going somewhere, but didn't yeah. know where. And, um, he, uh, she said, wait, Bruce is on his way back. You know, and I was like, Oh my goodness. And, uh, <laughs> When he showed up there, the place was supposed to be closed. It was a Texaco station, you know, and the, the, there was a whole bunch of people waiting there. You know, they found out we were preachers and, you know, they were like, Oh my goodness, he's going to yell at you. And I was like, he's going to yell at me. I should have, you know, I, I was mean. I deserved it. You know, thank God for grace, you know, the know. and uh, when Bruce walked in, he was, he finally found the place and I found the receipt. He didn't even have the receipt where we were and mm-hmm. he left it by accident. And, um, uh, when he walked in, he walked in, he said, I'm so sorry. And I said, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, um, the place went silent, you know, and, and later they said, well, we thought you were going to fight, you know, and I'm like, well, no, you know, <laughs> so they put in their newspaper, uh, uh, article called a forgiving spirit and oh. all the whole thing, how mm-hmm. he left me. And then, you know, and it was so funny. And then the Amarillo paper picked it up and the AP wire picked it up. And 
Paul Harvey said, you know, back then he'd do the rest of the story. And he said, stay tuned for the rest of the story. Preacher leaves his wife in Texas. You know, like he left me for another woman or something. And um, then he told the story and my dad heard it in California and his parents heard it in Illinois. And they were like, did you hear about those preachers? And I, we were like, that was us. You know, they were like, oh. Brother Hagen heard it too, didn't he? Yeah, he heard it. And we were with them the next week. And I said, Brother Hagen, I said, I have to tell you a funny story that happened to me. And I started to tell him, he goes, wait, that was you? And I said, yeah. And he goes, I heard that on Paul Harvey. And I said, yeah, we, we were at Paul Harvey. He goes, oh, my goodness. And Mom Hagen looked at me. And she said, you didn't tell him you were from Rama, did you? <laughs> and I said, no, ma'am. And she said, you should have told him you were a vacuum cleaner salesman. <laughs> You're right. That's what I should have told him. So it, it, it was fun. We always had just funny stuff like that, like <laughs> silly, funny, you know, but it made life fun, uh, you know, which I don't know if everybody knows, you know, most people do, but Bruce went home, you know, to Jesus, home to yeah. heaven, uh, this last September. And, you know, right. so, you know, I'm thankful for every minute that we got to preach the gospel together, you know, yeah. um, and, and go and, you know, got to do so many things. We, we went, um, uh, just one adventure after another over Europe when the wall came down. We yeah. were, we were so blessed to get to help the Brazis. Yeah. Uh, they were starting, you know, God ordained wonderful Bible schools right then. And right. before Raymond had started Bible schools, how I many you know God's always been doing something somewhere yeah. in the training people. Uh-huh. And uh, we got to, to be a part of that with a bunch of the best people you've ever met in your life. Oh, the, the leaders of all the schools and then all the precious students who have gone out and started churches and done amazing things. And so thankful, you know, I, uh, I'm not sure that we, you know, we, all that we did, you know, we might have tormented people for that. We, you know, just came in and did something funny, you know, but, but, uh, you know, we, we had so much fun and got to see God yeah, change people's lives and sure. yeah, went uh, into Asia and, uh, into the Ukraine and into, uh, uh, Russia and uh, all over and, and, uh, just had a wonderful time and then God, really put it on our hearts to pastor, you know, we, we, uh, pioneered a church in, in Jacksonville, Florida that was merged with another wonderful pastor there when we, uh, uh, moved to California and, and had a, got to pastor a church there. And then, uh, we got to help, uh, a little bit. They actually, they, I think they helped train us a little bit more with the before <laughs> we got to, to, uh, really blessed us just to be able to serve them a little bit. They, they Good. were so sweet. And then we got to, uh, uh, travel a little bit more. And then the Lord led us. We really didn't think we'd ever take over a church, but this church in Peachtree City, Pastor Dane and Lisa Massey, uh, pastored and did a wonderful job. You know, they did the hard part. They did all the setup, tear down, and then got the building. We came in and, they were going to Russia and we got to have the building. Wow. Oh my yeah, God. You know, so, neat. so praise God. Well, but we've been here 12 years and, and, uh, seen 
the miraculous and yeah. just a good group of people. So I know it. You have a wonderful church. Um, I remember in the early eighties, uh, again, when you were traveling with brother Hagen and Rama singers and band, y'all came to Panama city beach, Florida, and yeah. we were there pastoring and, I, I know I've told you this before, but I want to tell other people that when I saw you and heard you sing, I thought, I think the spirit of God's talking to me about her. And, and he did. He said, y'all would be doing meetings together one day. And so I was so excited because, you know, not only did I really like your personality and character and everything, but the power of God was so strong and is so strong, Cindy, when you minister and sing and moving the gifts of the spirit. And it's so, oh, it's so refreshing. And uh I just love that part. I love that part about your calling. And, um, you know, we're really excited about an upcoming meeting we have at our church yes. at the end of this month, end of April, April 30th and May 1st. And uh so we continue to do that. But um mm-hmm. it was just really special for me. And I appreciated that time. I, I mean, I think we were all in our 20s. You know, we were pretty young in ministry, weren't we? Yes. We were. <laughs> and Scarlett, I remember when you said that to me, you know, the Lord, I think the Lord's, I was thinking, God would have me get to do something with you. Oh, <laughs> I, I sincerely mean that. You know, I, I want to say something right here, a story that I've told people the last few months. Uh, it's been six months since Bruce went home. And, you know, one thing that you did for me, you and Rhonda uh, Pahela came yeah. when Bruce went home and you called and said, I, I'm i coming. And I said, no, don't come. I, I'm OK. You said, I'm coming. And I said, no, I'm okay. And you said, no, I'm coming. I said, oh, okay. And when you got here, I didn't realize how much I needed you. You know, we need each other. The body needs the body. And um, I looked out one day, you know, before Bruce's homegoing service and you were, you guys were like, what can we do? What can we do? And, and your brain sort of is I don't know what happens, you know, when you go through something like that, your, your brain doesn't work well, you know, yeah. thank God you have people around you to help you because you don't realize you're, you're not, your brain just goes on hiatus, you know? Yeah. So, uh, uh, I look out my front window and here's Scarlett and Rhonda planting flowers around my mailbox. And <laughs> I started bawling and I said, there's Scarlett Horton and Rhonda planting flowers around my mailbox. And I thought, talk about being humbled. Oh my goodness. You are such, you've always had such a heart to serve. No matter what, talking about those eighties, I remember you and down through the ages, it's never been about the caliber of ministry or about where I'm at or about what platform I'm on. It's always been with you about loving people, about ministering to people, about giving into people. And you're the real deal, you know, (laughs) post David, you know, just love you guys so much. Appreciate, you know, uh, it's one thing to do really well and, and never have an issue or a problem. It's another thing to have all hell come about and come into your life and, and uh stay with the anchor 
Yes. And stay with the call. And, you know, we've, there have been so many wonderful women. You're being the forefront who've stayed with the call no matter what's happened and God for God, you know, if there was anything I could say to any woman, you know, today, you know, uh, uh, we can follow people's faith and follow people's track record mm-hmm. of, of, uh, of staying with it. And, you know, um, just because you have a problem, just because you have a husband who goes off or a husband who goes home. Yeah. Doesn't mean your life is over. That's right. And it doesn't mean that God hasn't got a call on you. You know, one thing, uh, just inspired by, uh, you and, and, uh, uh, other women who've been in my life down through the years, uh, women who had their lives fall apart and women who didn't, you yeah. know, one thing that inspired me was to stay the course. Yeah. Stay, uh, through, through thick and thin. And mm-hmm. uh, one time Bruce and I were actually talking and he said, he said something to me and I, you know, uh, about, you know, if I ever go home and, and he said, I, you know, he said, you need to know that you'll be okay. And I said, and I wasn't really thinking. And I said, Bruce, I said, God, before there was a you, there was a me and Jesus, you know, and I had to get real firm with the devil. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because fear would try to come in. Sure. what if, and he would speak and say, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if that? I'll never forget one night I was flying back with Dr. Dufresne and Bruce was doing great. You know, he'd have some very strong physical challenges, yeah. but I'll tell you one thing. Bruce Black fought a good fight. Yes, he did. Good race. Oh, yes, he did. Uh, you know, he, he, I didn't know this and we didn't know it till, uh, he was in his fifties and his mom told him. But she said, you know, the doctors told me you'd never make it to 40. Oh, and, wow. You know, he had had uh, been attacked as a little baby with uh, diabetes. And uh, every doctor who saw him said, you are a walking miracle. Right. We've never seen anybody, you know, uh, as healthy as you are that's had a disease. And yeah. he fought little. We took we fought symptoms and we fought. uh um, you know, uh, battles. Yeah. And we won every one. Yes, you did. Even this one, you know, yeah. we were up against it. We'd only probably been twice up against a battle like this. Right. And, um, uh, in the hospital, you know, he made it, a, he got done. He just said, I'm done. Yeah. He said, please let me go. And he said, I want to go home. He said, I don't want to leave you. I don't want to leave. Peyton, but you know, uh, we preach heaven. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about going there. Mm-hmm. We tell people all about it. And then we do everything we can not to get there. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, he said, he said, you know, I'm done. And, and they had given us a pretty grim prognosis and he had had to have a leg amputated and was having trouble with that healing. And it was yeah. painful and, uh, he'd been in a lot of pain for a couple of years actually and fought and fought and fought and right. had done well, but he got done. 
And uh, I told the Lord the day he went home, I said, Lord, I said, this is so weird because we've never been at this place before and didn't get the victory. Right. And uh, God said, I mean, as clear as a bell to me, he said, um, that's because he has never asked to come home before. Oh. And he said, I would call that getting your heart's desire, getting the victory for him. But you. Oh, yes. Isn't that something? Okay. (laughs) Like, I guess so. Because, you know, his victory was conquering death and and going home. You know, he has to go home, you know. So there's situations in our lives where, uh, you know, we have, um, we're kind of caught like the, like, uh, Joshua and Caleb, you know, they, they, they were full of faith and followed God, but they were what everybody else was going through caused them to go through some things. And there's things as mothers and daughters and wives and ministers that maybe we don't even create, or maybe they're happening to us. Right. Oh, maybe there's things that we messed up or, or maybe we've just been attacked sure. we're going through things. But, you know, uh, even driving, you know, if some there's a wreck that somebody else got in, it, it affects our yeah. timetable. It affects us driving. You know, there's things in life. We don't do life without other people. That's right. And life with other people, things get affected. Yeah. But if there's one thing I've learned dealing with what we've dealt with down through the years you know, the enemy's mean. Yeah. He hates the gospel. Right. He hates God. Mm-hmm. He hates you because you're full of him. Mm-hmm. He lives on the inside of you. He'll do anything to tell you everything you're not. And yeah. you can't do when he knows good and well, the greater ones dwelling on the inside of you. Yes. So Amen. we have to tell him in every situation, you know, I yeah. refuse to quit, refuse to yeah. give up. And I was saying, um, I'm sorry, I'm talking a lot. No, um, it's good. That's what this is about. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, we're women, we're good at getting our works. <laughs> but um, that night when I was flying back, we were flying somewhere back to California when we lived there. And um, with, uh, I got the, wow, got to fly on the plane with, Pastor Nancy and Dr. Dufresne and yeah. on there, you know, I was sitting a few seats back and I was, I had Pastor Mark Hankins in my ears listening to him, <laughs> you know, uh, flying back home and, and the devil was just banging my head and he was saying, what, what are you going to do if Bruce dies? What are you going to do? 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 And, uh, I did something a little bit different and I told Pastor Nancy later, I said, um, I, I did this, you know, like a, and she said, good for you, you know, but I, I just out of my heart, I went, I just said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do if he dies. You know, sometimes we have to confront mm-hmm. fear. Yes. You know, rather than going, Oh, oh no, I, I, I can't have that fear or I shouldn't have that fear. Right. You know, the fact, yeah. Uh, when the armies came. Against him, it said it was a multitude so vast that they couldn't number them. Millions of people coming against him and word came. And it said when word came about that, fear, you know, words are carriers. Words carry faith and words carry fear. 
Right. And when that word came, it carried a spirit of fear. Fear. Yeah. And it said, Jehoshaphat heard and fear came and he did something, you know, but, right. you know, he went to God. He didn't try to solve it himself. And uh, he looked to God and he called a fast and everybody looked to God. And yeah. I love that. That's one of my favorite stories in the whole Bible. I know, but, um, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. But that night I just said, I said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I said, I will go start an orphanage. I will go do something. I said, I will. F- I am not quitting. I Amen. said, no matter what happens to anybody, before there was a Bruce, there was a Cindy. Yeah. You know, and Jesus. Yeah. And I said, what motivated me to follow him is still there. And that's the thing I love about you and David. I love about people that God puts together. I love about Christian marriages because you take somebody with an amazing God on the inside of them and a call and another person with an amazing God on the inside of them and a call. And you put them hand in hand in the middle of a power shaft of the anointing of God and God. And in that power shaft and in, in him, hands held together. And, And if one pulls out, you know, I'm still in the power shaft. Amen. Absolutely. I can't help it if one takes off and goes home or if one has a, does something else, but you put two people in the middle of that and man, you got the power going that way and the power going that (laughs) in the, in the middle of that, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I did that when, when, uh, uh, Bruce left because I'd seen you do that. And I see other women do that. I saw Pat Harrison do yeah. that when Buddy left. You yeah. know, I saw other examples before me. You know, right. this this is this is what we do. God still in you. Yeah. Oh there. And uh if if there's any young ladies in there, you know, that are getting ready to do something for God, man, I moved to Rama all by myself. In a little truck. I love that story too. <laughs> yes. Went and found my own apartment, my own job and, you know, stayed. How old were you, Cindy? I was 18. See, I yeah. love that. And, you know, I had dropped out of school, ran away from home, doing drugs. And this little man named Henry for eight years stayed after our family. And one night I finally came in. I was working at Wendy's full time. I, I wanted to go be a country star and I was singing in a bar in Denver, starting down there. And, and, uh, man, I was bound. I had bound by depression, oppression, depression, uh, alcohol. I smoked pot every day of my life. Mm. I uh, snorted cocaine. I drank from the time I was a little kid trying to escape. You know, our family was so goofy and and messed up and my parents were wonderful people, but they'd come from messed up situations and messed up situations produce messed up situations. Right. Yeah. You know? But God who's yeah. rich in mercy can change it all. Yeah. And, um, man, that night I gave my heart to the Lord and instant change instant. And it was so apparent. One side of my family got saved because one whole side, 
my my mom's family got gave their hearts to the Lord when they it was such a I I must have like I'm a, I think I was really a mess, you know. I think everybody might have been worried about me or something, you know. But um, uh, one side of my family did, you know, get saved. Well, they they saw the change because it 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 produced domino. I mean, my brothers started getting saved, you know, my cousins, my boom, boom, boom. And the side of my family that didn't get saved, you know, uh, my uncle shot and killed my aunt. Mm. My cousins uh, were uh, 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 prostitutes and, mm. you know, uh, cocaine, heroin addicts, and one died young. And I think my cousin did get saved in prison. My my youngest cousin, who I prayed for, one of my girl cousins, you know, with yeah. on the whole side, you know, but uh, uh, but died young and and no hope, you mm. know. And we were in the same situation. Yeah, <laughs> we were in the same situation mm. but god jesus yeah. made all the difference right he turned it around yeah and um i was this week just you know drove up to my cute little house and you know with the mailbox you planted flowers <laughs> and uh uh you know we're thinking about putting in a pool you know for peyton and my youngest and uh great and that's fun and and I thought, you know, I remember back to me going back to high school and, you know, Henry, the guy who led me to the Lord, meeting me there and how he laid his Bible. He had this little Bible about the size of a cell phone. He laid it on my shoulder and he said, he said, you're going to make it. You're going to, mm-hmm. you know, and, and walked me into the office to check me in, you know, and the day I left for Raymond, nobody with me. Me got in a car in Colorado with a little bed strapped to the top, (laughs) you know, a U-Haul behind and, you know, moved to to Oklahoma, you know, (laughs) by myself. Who would let their kid do that now? I'm like, what in the world was I thinking, you know, uh, you know, and all by myself, a girl, you know, drive to Oklahoma, you know, and it, it was just in there, you know. Yes. And, uh, you know, I was the kid who came back, you know, to the Lord and c- kind of came back underneath my parents' authority. And I'll never forget when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, my mom said, can you not just do anything normal? <laughs> she said, because we got kicked out of the Nazarene church when it happened because of me speaking in tongues, you know, and you with the youth group. She goes, here, I, I was so hopeful. And. Now we're kicked out of the Nazarene church. You know, she goes, can you just not do anything normal? <laughs> I said, well, mom, I could do drugs. And she goes, no, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's okay. <laughs> okay. And then she got filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise and everything, you know, but, <sighs> you know, sometimes man's plan. Yeah. You know, just settle down, calm down. You know, that's what the Jesus at Palm Sunday when, you know, it was Palm Sunday recently and, mm-hmm. and when he came in you know uh um and uh, the they were throwing their coats on dirty mm-hmm. ground yeah a donkey walking yeah. on them you know i mean you, how many know that's not good for your coat you know <laughs> <laughs> hello but what it was was honor yeah and they were shouting hosanna 
which means, oh, save, oh, praise, mm-hmm. you know, oh, my goodness, the yeah. son of God and the religious people, the Pharisees, you know, they said they restrained him to yeah. st- tell them to stop it. Right. You know, Jesus replied to them and he said, if the rocks, if they don't praise me, he said the rocks would cry out, you know, uh, so, you know, God's worthy. Yes, he is. Praise and the honor and, mm-hmm. and yeah. don't let, uh, don't let anything. I, I love Philippians. It says, don't be intimidated yeah. by your adversaries. That's you know, right. don't be intimidated by anything. If God can take, uh, a 16 year old, 15 and a half I was when I got saved, drop out doing drugs and bless me the way he's blessed me. Oh my goodness. Use, yeah. use me, you know, Praise God. who am I? You yeah. Know? I had a, a meeting this week with a Peyton's counselors and they were all talking and, and, you know, I've, I listen, study, I read a lot of counseling and stuff and, and, Dr. Horton, you're a counselor and they were all talking and I, I got so like, okay, I don't know anything. I'm trying to follow and pretend throw out a word here and there. I know something. And when I got out, you know, his school counselors, uh, the head of the school, they're so kind. And she said, I just want you to know, she said, I think you're amazing the way that you stood and what you do with Peyton. And I thought really, because I was kind of feeling not amazing in there. Like <laughs> I need to go back to school. I don't, you know, I like, you just go, Oh my goodness. I'm a little intimidated. And, you know, in your lane, whether you're a PhD or whether you're, you know, a Cindy black, whether you're a, you know, whatever it is that God's called you to do, there's gifts and callings on the inside. Mm-hmm. Things yeah. that God will use and develops things that are he's uniquely put on the inside of you. And whether you're a woman or a man, a boy or a girl, there's things on the inside of you and people that only you can reach and you can touch. Don't That's ever true. say I, I'm not enough. God will cause you to soar and be more than you could have ever. Been, right. ever be. It's so true. It is true. It's so true, Cindy. And you are not only powerful in the pulpit and in song. I mean, you've had what you've made six albums. Is that right? Yeah, we did. Yeah. And whoever's listening should get them all on your <laughs> website because we, I love those songs. I love them. Yeah. Um, but you know, your soloist is wonderful. Um, the, you know, the gifts like, you know, and talents and abilities that God has given you from the pulpit, you know, from the uh, stage. But also, I've experienced your one-on-one witnessing and <laughs> kind of like Henry was right? being that to others. And I love that part of you too, Cindy, because um, I think, you know, I told this at your church, but I'll tell it quickly, if, as quickly as I can. When our uh, city was hit by Michael, Category 5 yeah. hurricane and so much destruction yeah. and our, you know, our church was destroyed and our house and just about, I think, just maybe every almost everybody in our church's house mm. were destroyed. You know, it was really catastrophic. And um so Pat I was out of town when it happened. I was at my grandson's birthday mm-hmm. in uh Dallas. 
but Pat Harrison talked with me. She was still on my board and, um, Mm -hmm. She said, Scarlett, whatever you do, she said, I, I have to go to Europe, but whatever you do, don't go back to Panama City alone. Right. You know, I would go with you if I was here, yes. but just don't go back alone, which I thought, you know, yes. okay, oh. I'm pretty strong. <laughs> but you I, know, think I, I think I heard those words like I'm coming. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But so, so many times we need to listen to the wise women oh, who oh and let them speak into our lives and do what they say. Right. Hello. So I said to you, cause we were doing a meeting. I said, Cindy, will you go back to Panama city? And you called Bruce and Bruce. So it was so nice to let you, because y'all had Sunday morning service and right. planes and right. music and everything you had to do. Right. So, uh, we load up and head to Panama City and remember there were like national guards right. uh, people out. There was, right. uh, so right. much just, you know, p- pine trees everywhere and, right. and, uh, right. power lines everywhere. Right. Houses just destroyed. Right. You remember all the stuff. Oh, it was something else. And then we went to our church and we couldn't even park in the parking lot. Remember we had to park and walk across the street. Yes. And then. And the roof was caved in. Yeah, it was it was pretty oh, rough, wasn't it? Yeah. I was I was really glad you were there with oh. me and I appreciate it so much. But in line with the soul winning, um I remember you talking to one of the electrical power men <laughs> talking to him about the Lord, you know. Yay. Christian <laughs> and talking to him about and he was very receptive, he was very nice and and then um we actually stayed with a friend of ours because we didn't have any place to stay, you know, and um thank God for her and her husband took us in <laughs> during that time. And um so I asked them, I said, where's Cindy? And they said, she's out talking to the garbage man. She took him some cookies and <laughs> talked to him about the Lord. <laughs> Cindy is so, I mean, it was very inspiring. I, mean, I love that about you. It's not just from the pulpit. It's, um, just a daily walk with him and, you know, touching so many lives. And I think nowadays, especially maybe, maybe it's always been like this, but it, this is our life. You know, this is our right. generation. Right, right. Um, there's so much, um, like you were saying, depression, drug yes. addiction, yes. Um, just uh, worry and care yeah. and anxiety and, uh, you know, people really a lot of suicide. Yeah. Yeah. And if we can just touch somebody during the day with a smile or a encouraging word or the, you know, can I pray for you or can I help you or, you know, it really is stronger than we think it is. It It makes more of an impact than we probably imagine. Don't you think? Absolutely. I do. And invite Um, them to church, you know, bring them to church. I mean, Easter's coming up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if those of you who are listening are around uh, Peachtree City, you need to take your friends, your neighbors to um, Grace Point. Grace Point. You need to come right here. Yeah. <laughs> it's such this a powerhouse. Right one here. of the best churches in the south of Atlanta. And I believe that with all my heart. Oh, it is. It's You know, um, ministering great. to people, uh, a lot of times, you know what? We were talking about the religious people. You know, what they did was pressure. Jesus, yes. you know, to, to stop that, stop that. And, um, the enemy, when you feel that pressure, 
you know, I, I better be quiet or pressure. Mm-hmm. What if I say something and they don't like me? Or what if I can't have you, I've, I've spoken oh, so yeah. many times to people and I just feel like my words are tripping up and, you know, you, I don't even know what to say. And, and, you know, and I know I'm supposed to talk to them about the Lord and I'm, you know, and there's, there's that pressure. Pressure is always think about this pressures from the outside. Uh, leading is from the inside. Yeah. And that's the Holy Spirit going compassion and talk to them. Right. And you know, if you'll, instead of, uh, giving way to that pressure and instead of, uh, focusing on the pressure, if you'll hone in, just like in prayer, if you can get your mind quiet yeah. and, and you can, you can hear where the Holy Spirit's coming from, your inner right. man. You can actually make your mind be quiet and even praying in the spirit, you'll, you'll, you'll start hearing him, yeah. you know, praying out the perfect will of God there. And, um, it's the same way witnessing, you know, the same way daily with that. You know, my brother is a, my brother is an amazing man. He, you know, he, he's got a call of God on him that's amazing. He, he gets in places that are the most unique, amazing places, ministers to, presidents of countries and right. and um uh he, he's just built in that realm yeah like that and i he said one thing one time to me that changed my life because he will minister to a president and walk out on the street and minister to somebody laying in a gutter mm. and neither one of them phase him he doesn't think I'm so amazing ministering to the guy in the gutter or wow, I'm amazing or intimidated around a president right. and neither, neither one of them phase him. And he said this to me one time, he said, he said, you know, I've never had anybody reject me when I just asked them, wow, you're, do you mind if I just pray for you? Yeah. And nobody has ever said no. Yeah. You know, he said, and it opens up a door to people's heart because they go like, Oh, you would pray for me and you care about me. And of course I need prayer. You know, he said, sometimes they don't realize you're, we're going to pray right here. And he said, I've just sometimes just slipped my hand on their shoulder. He said, and, and just, he said from then on the anointing and God, you know, we were in waffle house (laughs) this last Saturday, Peyton and I, and, uh, this, the lady who serves us there is had a, uh, she was sitting down and had her obviously surgery on her foot, you know, and I said, are you okay? She said, yeah, I had surgery. And, and I was like, oh, and my heart went out to her. And when we were leaving, she was just grimacing in pain. Mm-hmm. And the thought came to me, <laughs> you're going to love this. The thought comes to me, you know, <laughs> you pray for her. And so I look at Peyton and I go, hey, go over there and pray for her. <laughs> and Peyton is just, Unassuming and bold and they love Peyton in that place. We walk in and they all like put down their cigarettes and you know, they're like, oh, the pastors are here, you know, and they loved Bruce, you know, so they're, they're all, you know, they, they love us and they're having yeah. compassion on us right now. And I'm Peyton, you know, and yeah. um, Peyton walks over to her and he says, he goes, and I didn't prep him or anything. He goes, can I pray for you? And she goes, yes, Peyton. I love, and man, he lays his hands on her and he says, not loud, but not quiet. He said, Father, in the name of Jesus, 
I ask you right now for the healing anointing to flow through my hand mm. into her body, Jesus. I ask you to heal her foot. She's in pain. Lord, take it away. Right. And the look, I'm looking, watching her and the look on her face is like, Oh, you know, like he's praying for me right now. You know? oh. And he gets done. He goes, he goes, you are so loved. Oh, and just hugged her and walks off and back around. And I mean, the whole restaurant goes like, wow. Oh, and I thought, you know, we don't have to explain that we're not Benny Hinn. We don't have to explain <laughs> that, you know, Jesus, you know, there's, there is such a thing as healing. All you have to do is let it flow. Yeah. Love of God. Yeah. Flow, you know, and and if you're too scared to do it, just send your kid over there. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Praise God. So good. Yay. So good. Thank you for being on this podcast today. Oh, thank you for letting me be here. We're going to have a great time in those meetings upcoming. Just a supernatural flow. I I just encourage anybody, if if you can get there, man, you just want to be somewhere where God is and you can get blessed. I, I, I was looking at the yesterday at the at the flyer and I went, you could just sense it like God's going to do something. God's going to do something there. Amen. Yeah. So if you're in Tampa, any areas around here, or maybe, you know, sometimes I've flown to meetings just to be there. Canada, Mexico, come on. (laughs) Lights go there every hour. I have. I've taken my kids and left and gone to meetings just to sit in the meetings and get fed and get, you know, where the presence of God is in that corporate anointing. And so if you're in the Tampa area, it's April 30th and May 1st. Um, here's the flyer and, um, we've even got some more surprise musicians that are going to be here on Sunday morning. Richard Drexler oh, yeah. and yeah. some professional, wonderful, uh, uh, drummer and et cetera. So come be with us and, uh, join us for that April 30th, May 1st at Grace Harvest Church in Holiday, Florida. It's just right outside of Tampa, right near Tarpon Springs and uh, you'll be blessed. Amen. Uh-huh. Well, I love you, Cindy. I Bless love you. you. Too. Bless you too, Scarlett. Thank we, you. We look forward to seeing you down here soon. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, just tell others about this podcast if you just finished listening and, uh, maybe you can think of someone who would be really encouraged. I know a lot of people experienced the death of loved ones last year. I had a lot of friends, uh, that either had a, a child die or, uh, a sibling or a, a spouse, a parent, um, some of COVID, some of not, not of COVID, but you know, um, it's uh, Cindy shared such great things about the strength of God there and how you, uh, keep moving forward with the Lord and how he can help you. And, and so, uh, share this with someone that maybe you can help inspire them and empower them to keep going and the strength of God, uh, will be with them. Until next time, we thank you for being here, Women of Substance, and uh, we'll have uh, some great teaching and some more interviews coming up very soon. If you can come to the meeting, May, uh, just write it down, April 30th and May 1st. Um, it's a Saturday and Sunday, the end of this month. It's between Easter and Mother's Day, so hopefully you can make it in. We'd love to have you join us. God bless you. Bye-bye.
Hi, I want to invite you to a very special event that we're having this spring. It's April 30th and May 1st, which is a Saturday and a Sunday. Uh, it all starts uh, Saturday morning at 9.30 with a women's seminar and luncheon. Uh, I'll be teaching and a friend of mine, Reverend Pam Bollinger, will be teaching. And then we're going to have a wonderful lunch. It's free of charge. We do ask that you call to make reservations so that we'll know how much food to have. But I know you're going to love it. We have special guest singers, Rhonda Pihala, Cindy Black, Greg Black, and my wonderful husband, David Horton. So we have great music. We've even invited some more musicians. So there might be some other surprises there for you. But ladies, come to this. We had one in uh, in the right before Christmas, and it was so nice and so much fun. So we've decided to have another one. And then that evening, Saturday evening, April 30th at 6.30, we're going to have a Holy Spirit meeting. And this is for men and women. Um, again, we're just going to operate in the gifts of the Spirit as the Spirit of God leads. We might have some teaching, some preaching, a lot of wonderful music. And so come be with us 6.30 Saturday evening. And then Sunday uh, morning at 10 a.m., Reverend Cindy Black will be bringing the message for us. She is a powerhouse. You're going to love her. And so the whole weekend we're calling Empowerment Weekend, April 30th and May 1st. Now, it's at Grace Harvest Church, our church, which is beautiful, beautiful sanctuary. Uh, it's in Holiday, Florida, so we're right in the Tampa Bay area, and you can come be with us, enjoy this beautiful Florida weather. And for more information, you can find um, all kinds of things out at HortonMinistries.com. And I know that you will be blessed, spirit, soul, and body. So plan to come and attend this wonderful event, April 30th and May 1st. God bless you. Well, thank you for tuning in today to uh, this podcast. We have another one coming up. In fact, it's every other week, the first and third Friday. Hopefully this has spoken to you. If you would like to, we have a magazine. It's called Grace and Faith Journal, and it comes out once a quarter, and we'd love to send that to you. It has interesting articles, and then it tells what we're doing at Horton Ministries International to help people and to minister people around the world. If you want to email us at office at scarlethorton.com, then you can uh, give us your address. We can send you our Grace and Faith magazine. And if you're in Tampa, Florida, come see us at Grace Harvest Church. We passed our local church here. Uh, but we mainly want to pray for you uh, and encourage you. So, uh, again, if you need prayer, email us for prayer. We'd love to do that. And uh, tune in next time. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.